Well, it's great to be back here at church again, and I'm loving that we've got a few more people in the building. It, it seems really odd, doesn't it, that uh, we come in and we've got the, the worship team singing and leading us in worship, and yet we're, we're kind of restricted. We can, I, I want to stand up and I want to actually sing. Do other people want to get involved and sing as well? But we, we're being really good. We're, we're, we're stopping ourselves. We're refraining from singing. So it's wonderful that you can be in the building and be with us today and we give you thanks that uh, we can actually be also online and I want to encourage you just to really take this moment to, to listen to God and what God is speaking to today. So let me just pray before we get going. A gracious, holy God, we give you thanks for today. We give you thanks that you are leading and guiding us. Lord, I ask that you may send your Holy Spirit upon us today in the building and upon those listening online and on a podcast. Lord, may they hear your word for us today. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. Well, we're in our series on the words, the ways and the works of Jesus Christ, looking at the Gospel of Mark in depth. And we've made it all the way through. This is week 22 of our in-depth look into Mark's Gospel. And we've been looking at uh, how the disciples so far have been learning from Jesus, have been invited to come and follow him and learning from Jesus. We learn about the words that Jesus has been saying. We've been learning about the patterns of behaviour that Jesus has been showing us. And it's so encouraging that we've, over the weeks, and, and I really want to say this wholeheartedly, that it is so great that we have such good preachers here at New Beginnings. And I just want to publicly acknowledge um, Eric and Kerry and Caleb and Joanne for the wonderful preaching they've done in the last couple of weeks as well um, because they continue to bless us. Each time they come and preach, they've got words of wisdoms and spiritual insights that challenge us and encourage us and draw us closer to God. So I want to give thanks to, to those wonderful people who have been preaching so in today's section of Mark's Gospel, it's one of those pivotal moments in the Gospel of Mark where things change, directions change, things move. Um, and it's so easy for us to actually look at Peter here. And this is the thing that I want to say, uh, that it's really easy for us to look at Peter and pick on the last section. You know, often when it comes to Peter the Apostle, we often always look at the things that he does in a negative framework, like the things he does wrong rather than the things he does right. So today we're actually not going to focus on the things he, you know, the, the phrase where he says, you know, um, that you're not going to die, Jesus, and we're not going to focus on that section. I want to actually focus on what he gets right today because it's really encouraging when, you know, when people focus on what you get right. Um, have you ever noticed that, you know, if somebody says that you're always doing something wrong, what happens? You get really discouraged, don't you? But when somebody says, oh, that was fantastic, you, you, you did something great, you did something right, and I just really want to encourage you and bring you in, that builds us up. So today I don't want to pull you down, I want to build you up. I want to build you up to get you to the point of actually saying yes to Jesus and get you to the point of actually saying this is what I want in my life. So in order to jump straight into this section, I just want to repeat this section, the very first section, 
of Mark chapter 8, verses 27 to 30. And we'll put it up on the screens for us. Jesus and his disciples left Galilee and went to the villages near Caesarea Philippi. As they were working, walking along, he asked them, who do people say that I am? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say you are one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, but who do you say I am? And Peter replied, you are the Messiah. But then Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. See, in the first part, the first section of Mark's gospel, you know, the first eight chapters, all, all the way up to where we've got here, you've got Jesus calling the disciples and bringing them out, drawing them out, people going about their everyday life. And Jesus invites them to come and follow him, to listen to him, to learn from him, to, to see the ways he behaves, see how he interacts with people. And he's talking about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God has come near in him. You know, the disciples, they'd been learning all this time. You know, they've actually been spending about two years with Jesus. So at this point, they've been wandering around the countryside. They're going from place to place. They've left their daily jobs, so to speak. And they've become people who follow somebody. That's, in essence, that's what a disciple is, somebody who follows you. And so they've been learning about Jesus. They've been listening to his teaching. They've been seeing him do miracles. They've been seeing him heal people. They've seen him teach people. They've seen him arguing, not that he picked the arguments, most of the time, but often people will come and want to argue with him. And so they've seen him react to how people have been trying to draw him back into the way the religious authorities have been working in the, in, in the world at that time. See, what Jesus was doing, and we'll put it up on the screen because, you know, the disciples, they were being discipled into faith in Jesus. See, it wasn't just a one-off thing, was it? It wasn't bang and suddenly they got everything. They took time to hear what Jesus was saying. They took time to understand. They were being discipled into faith. And that's so important for us to actually hear for ourselves as well, that we are discipled into faith. See, let, let, me, let me put it here. You know, that first bit that, that we just heard just a moment ago. Jesus is walking along with his disciples and he's having a conversation. And so he's going from Bethsaida to Caesarea Philippi. They're walking and, and as they're walking, they're having a conversation. A great way to, you know, pass the time as you're travelling through the countryside. But Jesus does something really important. And it's one of the principles that we, we're wanting to teach people about how we lead people to become disciples. And, and he does it specifically here. He's, he's having an everyday conversation and he turns it into a bit more of a spiritual conversation. He asks the question, what do people, who do people say that I am? You know, asking this general question about what other people are 
saying about Jesus. And so it's, it's on this spiritual realm. It's about that understanding of who Jesus is by the crowd around them. And they're saying John the Baptist or, you know, all these other people. And then in that moment, he's, he's, he's been talking to the disciples and going, who do other people say? And then he turns it. He asks a really important, deep, powerful question that we need to hear in our lives today. He asked the disciples, and he's asking us, but who do you say I am? Not out there, not separate, but about you. Take it from the intellectual about other people and bring it into this space of intellectual, emotional, spiritual. Who do you say I am? Who is Jesus for you? And Peter gets it right. See, Peter actually, and this, this, is the, this is the so important for us to hear because it's a turning point. It's a question that asks us, who is Jesus for you? And Peter gets it right and he says, you are the Messiah. You are the chosen one. You are the one. You know, some translations will say Christ. Some translations will say anointed. Some say well, the Messiah. They, they all mean the same thing, just from diff the different languages. And and it's actually saying that you are God's son. You're the one who's come to restore the world back to God. You're the one that's going to bring right relationships with us. You're the one that is the leader, the, the show us the way. You're the one I'm going to follow. You're the one that is going to change my life. That's what Peter is saying in that little phrase. You are the Messiah. And he gets it right there. So I actually want to pause right now. I want to pause for, for us, for us here in the building and us online. And I want to ask you the question today. You hear everybody else talking about Jesus. You hear me, you hear all the team who do the preaching up here. You'll hear, uh, you know, everybody out in the world who've got an opinion on who Jesus is. Some will say he's a prophet. Some will say he's a great moral teacher. You know, and, and for, for many people, that is what Jesus is, is a moral teacher. He, he, he teaches us how to behave nicely within the world around us. But that's not it. You know, that, that wasn't the answer that Peter gave. He wasn't saying, oh, you're a great moral teacher. You're, you're making my life sound, you know, working right. He said, you're the Messiah. You know, we, we need to step up and actually ask ourselves, who is Jesus for you? Take it from the intellectual. Hold that intellectual thoughts. What's it saying in your heart right now? What's it saying in your spirit right now? Who's Jesus for you? Let me just pray with you right now as we do this. As we ask ourselves, who is Jesus for you right now? Oh, Holy Spirit, God Almighty, come upon us right now that we may know in our lives, who Jesus is. May we be able to claim Jesus as the Messiah, as the one that we want to follow. May we give our life to Jesus Christ because he is our Lord and Saviour. Oh, if, God, if somebody is just 
not quite understanding where they fit into this scheme, oh Lord, please give them a nudge. Give them a push to step up and say, I want to follow you, Jesus. I want to be my disciple. And Lord, if there are people here that are just on the brink of just going, I'm not sure, I don't understand, I'm not quite there yet, help them to have questions. Questions to ask so they may come to understand and know you more fully. Oh Lord, we just pray this in the power of your name. Amen. As I said, it was, it's really important because the thing is that so often when we think about discipleship, when we think about um, people making a commitment for Jesus Christ, we often think it needs to be this instantaneous thing. I've presented the gospel to you and you should believe, shouldn't you? You know, it's like you want to believe right now, don't you? Well, the thing is those disciples, they'd been walking with Jesus for over two years. And it wasn't until this moment that he actually gets and asks them and says that turning point, who do you say I am? Now you've seen all of this. Now you've understood all this. Now you're knowing all of this. See, it's taken all this time to start to unravel what they'd learnt over the years from their family, from the religion of the time, all those things of what they'd expected. See, breaking down expectation takes time. Breaking down preconceived ideas takes time. And, you know, you need to actually walk, and we want to encourage you to walk with Jesus Christ, to actually have that relationship with Jesus, to to lean into Jesus, to to actually read the Bible about who Jesus is. Not to take Simpsons as the only version of Jesus Christ, you know, and religion, what Christianity is. But actually put aside what the world says and come back to the Bible and let it speak to you and interpret your life within that framework. As I said, it was pivotal in, in Mark's gospel. It's a turning point. Jesus asked them, who is? Who is this Jesus? Who is this person you've been following? It's also pivotal in Jesus' ministry as well, as well as the journey, the, the disciples' journey. Because not only now does because they've actually understood who Jesus is, they've been able to claim him as the Messiah, Jesus can actually now go and change what he's teaching about, can take it to the next step. Now they've recognised him as the Messiah, now he needs to teach them what the Messiah is all about. So he actually changes all of this. And let me put it up on the screen for you. And it comes from Mark 8, verse 31, and it says, Then Jesus began to teach them that the Son of Man, that is Jesus Christ, that is how he referred to himself, the Son of Man must suffer many terrible things and be rejected by the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious laws, and he would be killed, and by, but three days later he would rise from the dead. See, this is the point that Peter goes, no, 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 none of this is going to happen. You know, and I said I didn't want to focus on this. But then Jesus starts to teach about what it means that the Messiah must do this. It starts coming, you know, we've been talking about this, the series being the words, the ways, and the works of Jesus Christ. 
Jesus is starting to explain what it means that he is the Messiah, how it, what it means to reconcile the world back to God. He starts to change all of this for us. And he starts pointing himself towards Jerusalem. He starts pointing himself towards the cross. And he starts pointing himself towards our salvation through his works upon the cross. So let us just pray together. Lord, I pray today that you will claim Jesus. You'll claim that Jesus is the Messiah for you. I pray that you will know that Jesus, that you are our Lord and Saviour, that you'll come to Jesus Christ, you'll come to God and ask for repentance. Come in repentance and ask for the forgiveness of our sins. They will come to, to know and understand that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Saviour. May we be built up in faith. May our journey continue. May we be challenged in the season to come to know more about Jesus Christ and to start living his life, our life, by his standards. Faith is not just a badge that we wear, but Lord, it is our whole behaviour of who we are. May our lives reflect the joy that we have. May our lives reflect the fact that you've won us through a great high price. May our lives proclaim that you are the Messiah. That is who you are Jesus. You're our Messiah. You're the chosen one. You are the one that will save us. Oh Lord, we just pray this in your holy name. Amen.